0: I'm something of a music buff, so there's scarcely a moment of my day that doesn't have a backing soundtrack, either in my head or actually playing from my phone, which is why when Tom and I started to write notes for this month's podcast, one long beloved song from my past began playing in my head. Now, there are seemingly countless songs about getting help and support, from The Beatles' Help to Rihanna's Umbrella. We've gotten pretty good as people about expressing our need for help. And thankfully, our national discourse on mental health reflects just how much more normalized seeking help has become. But what about the songs that laud our successes or encourage opportunities to reclaim our independence once the help has done its work? For that, the little ditty that I mentioned kept playing in my head was Blind Melon's Change. In it, artist Shannon Hoon sings in the refrain of the chorus, When life gets hard, you have to change. That call to action reminds us that change is unavoidable, constant, and inevitable, and that sometimes change is needed even from a place of comfort and complacency. In today's episode, we discuss how a person might know when it's time to break up with their therapist after reaching their goals, and why this breakup just might be a good thing.
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of Reach for Understanding, where we break down the stigma and the science behind mental health topics and seek to raise awareness for them. I'm your host, Tom Franchi, and I'm joined here by...
0: I'm your host, Ryan Berry, Quality Improvement Manager. Before we start today's episode, I want to remind you that if you or someone you know is experiencing a mental health crisis, the 988-TALK-HELPLINE is available 24-7. Now let's get started.
1: So last time we talked about setting SMART goals, getting specific, and like you alluded to in our intro, we're going to kind of uh, talk about what that might mean in a therapeutic sense as well. But as we kind of set the tone for the episode, like what we really want to focus on is how we're going to measure that progress and kind of how that progress gets evaluated, what's important about it in terms of goal setting. Because when we set our goals, it's kind of like we're drawing in our finish line. And so sticking with the SMART goal model from last time, when we get really specific about where we want to be when we finish, it helps us to kind of develop some strategies on how to measure the progress that we're making, or if we're not making it, then to identify some of the barriers that are kind of getting in our way. So what might that sound or look like in the therapeutic context?
0: So as you mentioned, Tom, in our previous episode, we talked about goal setting and ways that our listeners... Uh, can improve the likelihood uh, that they'll be able to achieve their their goals. Um, so we talked about that smart format and becoming more specific on actions as well as mindsets and using the uh, time perspectives to be able to uh, more effectively reach those reach those goals. So. Now that those listeners have gone back, they've created their SMART objectives, uh, they've uh, achieved those goals in therapy, then what? You know, so we've sort of reached this, uh, this milestone, at, uh, and, and the, the big milestone at the top of the page on the treatment plan and, and therapy. Um, so it's kind of time to maybe wrap up, right? You know, so what better month than uh, February and the month of love to talk about a breakup? Exactly, and but it's a, not a bad one. But it's not a bad one, right? And and we're by no means encouraging people to go out today and uh, call their therapist up and and uh, and end therapy or or to break up right away, right? Uh, but what we're what we really want to do with this topic is um, is normalize the idea that that setting goals also means setting goals about discharge, about the end of a goal, or maybe reaching. Uh, a major milestone that that kind of marks a need for for change. You know, as we mentioned in the intro, um, getting to that point where uh, where we realize that it's that it's time maybe to do something a little different, right? So, I mean, ideally, therapy should have very clear and specific goals. And so, when a, a client achieves those goals, it's it's natural and and, and appropriate for them to transition to uh, maybe a new therapist, uh, to terminate therapy altogether. Um, And so in our our industry and agency parlance, we would call that a successful discharge, right? And so uh, if treatment planning is done well, uh, then there is early and frequent discussion uh, and the review of of discharge planning and discharge criteria. So how do I know that I'm done? Um,
1: Yes. So tracking the progress or measuring that progress is like the... The main strategy, that's the main way to evaluate how or where are we going, how fast am I moving, have I gotten to where I want to be. So another example outside of the therapeutic realm that I can offer as a way that I track progress and especially have been over the last year is tracking my food intake. So working with a coach and figuring out like what my fitness goal is and how much food I needed to be intaking every day, and then problem-solving how to actually get that food inside eaten, you know, not behind the wheel of a car, but sit down and and enjoy the food. And so I used an app that kind of helped me track what are the meals that I'm eating, and I could kind of pre-plan my meals with that. So then that helped me kind of be measuring, like, okay, the next four days, I know I'm going to hit my calorie goal, and that means that I can start kind of planning for, like, what am I going to do after that, or take that time and address other things um, sometimes our goals take the form of checkpoints and sometimes they take the form of a finish line. So that, fi- that nutrition example I just gave is a really good example of how a goal can be structured in terms of checkpoints. Where I'm at today would have been unfathomable for me 16, 18 months ago. Yeah. But by setting small tangible goals was how can I get my first food intake in before 8.30, 9 o'clock in the morning? Restructuring one thing after the other kind of led to a cascade of being able to develop that next checkpoint where it's like, okay, now that I got that sorted out, how can I get another snack in a few hours later? And so kind of doing that. And the opposite would be that more finish line. So maybe it says, um, I would like to graduate. Kudos to me. Just finished my master's degree. Um. Thank you. And so uh, that is something that has a very tangible finish line. There is no more, I'm going to get another homework assignment. There is not another, I'm going to have to go to class again. If I start another degree, that might be the case, sure, but that is a new finish line in and of itself. It's got to start and a finish to itself. So those are kind of two of the two of the forms I think about. And then just to rattle off a couple of the tracking tools that I'll use, um, I use a lot of alarms, a lot of lists, uh, visual reminders, Um, and so like just another soft example would be like wanting to say a positive affirmation one time a day. Maybe that goal has a finish line where you're like, okay, now I'm there. Maybe you get to that point and you kind of turn it into a checkpoint. You're like, well, I would like to say a positive affirmation to myself in the morning and in the afternoon, and so even when you get to those finish lines, you can still reevaluate your goal Measure your progress and kind of set a new horizon that, similar to me, you would have thought unfathomable a year and a half ago.
0: Sure, yeah, and and we we uh, use a similar structure in our uh, in our therapy services and treatment planning where those sort of checkpoints. And I really like your analogy where the the checkpoints uh, are really those those goals that we've set on the treatment plan. We say that's how we we know. Uh, when, when we're making some progress. And then that kind of finish line really is that discharge criteria. We say, how do we know when I no longer need the help of a professional person? Um, you know, and so that might be something like, um, you know, share the a, a shared understanding of, of goals and, and therapy and that desired outcome. Might be something like, uh, I want to be able to engage in healthy relationships, uh, by using assertive communication and, uh, and being able to set healthy boundaries. And that's how I know that I'm done. Cause that's what, when I came to uh, that, that relationship, it was really difficult for me to do those things. I was having relationships where the, the communication was, was really poor or there was a lot of conflict and, and tension, or I felt like my boundaries weren't being respected. And so I knew that that was gonna be the, the end point. You know, it could be something like, uh, you know, I know that I'm going to be done with therapy when I can effectively manage my triggers and and cravings to drink. Um, And and it it may be that it's not, you know, the end point isn't, uh, and I'm going to kind of do a little callback back to our January episode. Maybe the end point isn't, you know, the total cessation of a behavior, the total end of a behavior or this really lofty thing that, you know, a more ideal part of myself might be doing. Because uh, because that that may not be attainable in you know a current realistic time frame, it it might just be you know where where I uh, where I want to be where I can function in in a way that I want to be in the world you know and so I, I think one of the things that to to look out for. Uh, when we're considering whether we're reaching the end of, of discharge is this kind of effect of, um, you know, like it's, it's never it's never good enough, right? Like being uh, too focused on perfection, you know, is, is 95% of where I want to be um, enough for me to be able to go out and kind of practice these things on my own um, versus 100%? Because I think if we're always shooting for that perfect, Outcome, mm-hmm. uh, you know, then then we we may be extending um, extending these relationships or or even you know extending ourselves sort of beyond what's what's realistic, mm-hmm. um, you know, so that um, that that could be just well, just one thing to you know to keep in mind as we're thinking about uh, about discharge criteria that we're we're not necessarily aiming for for perfect,
1: right? Um, we're kind of aiming for that I can do it on my own. And even if there is still, like, a little bit of help there, it's worth asking the question of, like, is that help kind of doing the same thing um, that it used to be doing? Or are you pulling more of that weight on your own and you're relying on that support a little bit less now?
0: Yeah, and, and that's kind of the idea with the with a the therapy relationship is that we are, um, you know, we're, we're sort of uh, – I'll, I'll throw out another uh, sort of industry term out there. It's kind of hurdle helpers, you know, in other words, right? Like, I'm, I'm just trying to get you over the – over the hurdle, um, and it's 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 a it's a safe place. I mean the you know the therapy relationship is a is a safe place to to uh, practice and and enact skills in an environment that uh, that's free of judgment, um, that is uh, with a safe person um, and a, and a knowledgeable skilled person uh, that can help you practice those skills so that you can go out uh, and and engage in more natural support systems, you know so. That discharge planning should also address what's, what's going to come next, right? Maybe that's a referral to another service or a specialist. Um, but it could also be a, a prescribed period of, of self-guided practice of a skill or, or a behavior, an implementation of routines or, or tasks that no longer require the support of that professional person. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, you know, it's, it could be kind of a trial period, sort of a test period what it does not mean, what discharge does not mean is that you can never come back, right? We're not saying uh, you're done right. and you're never welcome here again. And in fact, you know, we have uh, many people that we work with um, who have uh, episodic care. They say, okay, I reached this kind of checkpoint or I reached this kind of plateau um, where I'm ready to take a break, go do my own thing. And then they might come back later and say, hey, new conditions have come up in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, This new circumstance or this, this new struggle that I'm having, and now I want to address that. And, I, and the skills that I learned before are not able to address what I'm experiencing now. Perfectly and, understandable, right? They can come in and refresh skills or, or learn, you know, learn entirely new ones.
1: Yeah, and sometimes plateauing gets like a bad rap, I feel, because it's like <laughs> I've gotten this far, but I stopped making progress. Like I stopped going up. But sometimes plateauing could also be viewed as a maintenance goal, Mm -hmm. especially in terms of health, is I wanna reach a healthy weight, maybe whatever that is for you. And now that I'm at that weight, I wanna maintain that weight. It no longer makes sense to continue losing or to continue gaining weight, but there's a time where plateauing is actually what you want. You're where you wanna be and you seek to maintain that level.
0: Yeah, well, and, and I think it's a great time for a person to go out um, you know, into the world and test these things out. You know, and, and again, I'll call us back to January. You were talking about uh, about failure. Yeah. You know, and and how you view failure as as a good thing, as kind of part of the the growth process, right? So we we wouldn't know if we've plateaued. We wouldn't know if we've reached kind of the peak of that growth unless we went out and and kind of tested those things out and and discovered whether we whether we failed right. and, and you know and and whether we do did in fact. Uh, plateau or not
1: And one of the things that's kind of on this And connected to an idea you are talking about earlier Is um, is Not needing to be perfect mm-hmm. Right, right. I got my degree, I reached the graduation criteria Did I get 100% in every class? No Was there a class where I actually forgot to turn in The final paper, I attached the wrong paper from my other class and I turned it in And didn't see the email in time so I got a zero But I had tried Hard enough I didn't need to be perfect. Even the weighted final paper didn't pull my grade down enough to where I failed. And so putting in that effort and accepting that it doesn't need to be perfect, especially me, such a perfectionist, that was a real big kind of golf ball I had to swallow. But it's a great reminder of like, it doesn't need to be perfect. You can do it.
0: Yeah, and and there is, you know, an an effect in, um, you know, in therapy, uh, and and there's an economic term that's used that can be attached to, you know, therapy or, or, you know, uh, uh, medical, physical health uh, outcomes as well. This idea of diminishing returns, Mm -hmm. you know, the the longer I stay in the service uh, and continue uh, to put in the same output, eventually, we're going to hit that plateau, you know, and and you're not going to get the same uh, types of gains and returns for the same amount of effort that you're putting in. And so that may be an indication uh, for someone in therapy to say, "Well, how do I how do I know where I'm done?" You know, there might be a number of ways to know. I mean, if if you're routinely coming into uh, therapy sessions and finding yourself bored, uh, or if you're looking for reasons to cancel or skip therapy. If it's become a lot of just casual conversation, um, or if uh, if you find that you're just talking about kind of more mundane things in your life, and you're really not leaving the sessions with the same sense of um, of challenge or gain, uh, or that you're not really feeling any different leaving sessions, these might be indications that you've you've hit that point of diminishing returns. I'm putting in the same amount of effort, but I'm really not getting much out of it like i used to
1: and that could be a great time to set a maintenance goal and talk about it with your therapist like we said earlier we're not necessarily recommending people go off and you know right break up with their therapist or fire their therapist but it is a great opportunity if you're feeling like you resonate with those to have a conversation with your therapist about what's a goal i can set to maintain these skills moving forward and having an open conversation about what is the most most appropriate um, level of support that that person needs.
0: Yeah, and, and you know, and we're using that term breakup, you know, kind of lightly and you know, yeah. and, and humorously, really, you know, but to to, to uh, highlight that th- that this is a natural part of of uh, the therapy relationship, really, any kind of service relationship, or, or you know, as you mentioned, even in personal goals, mm-hmm. you know, uh, that there 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 needs to be a defined uh, endpoint, or it needs to be a fine a defined maybe checkpoint where I know I need to change and do something a little different. Um, you know, and there's always that thought that, you know, oh, gosh, what if something terrible happens? You know, this kind of I, I need the therapist in a glass case so I can break in case of emergency. And, uh-huh. um, you know, and again, I think if, you know, if, if therapy is is done well, you know, that we've addressed some of those those thoughts. Uh, you know, this, um, you know, the, the idea that, that gosh, so bad things could happen. Well, you know, the fact is that that is part of life, right? You know, things will continue to happen and And hopefully uh, a person has gained the kind of skills that they need uh, in therapy to be able to address their responses to to life because there's no way that we could ever stop things from just happening to people right uh, so and, and hopefully those skills can become you know universal and 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 translatable uh, to to other future occurrences.
1: Absolutely. Well, thank you for tuning in for another episode of Reach for Understanding. If uh, you would like assistance or support with any of the things that we talked about, you can check us out at communityreachcenter.org, where we can get you connected with some support resources. If you like the episode and you want to help us share the message and raise awareness for stigmatized mental health topics and raise awareness for them, please like, share, comment, follow, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcasting platforms. Also give us some feedback in the comments section or on LinkedIn, Facebook, and on Instagram.
0: Thank you for joining us. We hope you found this uh, valuable and and informative. Join us next month uh, as we continue in our March edition for Reach for Understanding. Uh, And as always, if uh, you or someone you know is experiencing a mental health crisis, uh, please do remember that the 988 crisis line is available 24 hours a day. We'll see you next month. Be well.